Okay, everyone, we're back here with another episode of the Green Awning Podcast. I'm Jay Giannetto here with Golf Course Superintendent, Elmwood Country Club, David Icorn. Um, we're here with our special guest today, um, Executive Director of the Iowa Golf Association, Mr. Chad Pitts. Um, we're currently right now in the middle of hosting uh, one of the one of Iowa's major championships, the Iowa Women's Amateur out at Elmwood Country Club, and I, I can tell you what I am, uh, it has exceeded my expectations on on how the event is is going, how the ladies are playing, how the golf course is holding up, David. Um, we're going to get to all that. Um, we got Chad here. Um, I do want to touch base on a couple of, of Elmwood items first. Uh, it's been a, been a few weeks. I know we said we were going to try to try to get back on the podcast weekly, but we've had a a busy schedule here the past few weeks. Also, the heat has picked up, right, David, with the golf course. You've been out there trying to uh, – It's getting a little crispy. Yeah, trying to make sure we make it. Yeah. Yeah, forecast, you know, hasn't looked that great. Uh, a little chance of rain maybe tomorrow. And uh, – or no, Thursday. Thursday, and then chance the of storm. 14 days after that supposed to stay warm so yeah we're just going to try to limp her through limp it limp her through these couple weeks here and um make it to the fall i do want to touch base we we did host our club championship yes we did um last what was, was it a week week ago uh, last weekend and we saw uh, rob christensen uh win his ninth club championship out here at elmwood country club he defeated sam zoski in the championship match, four and two is a great match. Um, What's the uh, format of your of your club championship? Do they do they play stroke play before match play? No, or? we we seed them based on uh, their handicaps. We divide them into flights. Um, typically, the defending champion sixteen person brackets. Or? Yeah, we try to have in our championship flight sixteen players in that division. Now we numbers were a little down this year, which they have been due to everything that's going on. Um, right. but we, we are, we had some players that weren't in the field. Um, a couple of them playing in the Midwest Midwest junior championship. Mm. Um, a couple of other players, uh, were gone, but Rob, you know, he had to go through the bracket, mm-hmm. played great, played from the tips, you know, and, uh, and took down Sam, uh, Sam played hard, but Rob bested him on hole 16. To, to win four and two. So congratulations to Rob Christensen on winning our, uh, now is that the most, I, I would assume nine is the most anybody boy, ever has. That you, is a good question. And you would think you that someone like myself would have been prepared for that and question. We, we need this where we need the information guy. Uh, we do, we need the our guy. Does. We, we haven't quite <laughs> you need an expanded <laughs> that, but we do have a plaque down there and I'm going to look, um, I know there have been some, some players that have won. I, multiple club championships out here. Um, Glenn Cooper, Clyde McIntyre, Rob Christensen, Sam Zosky, but I, I'd have to look and see where he ranks. Um, gotta be, gotta be up there one or two, you would think. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, that's a lot yeah. on the most club championships. They, they do that article, you know, in the, uh, I don't know if it's golf digest or golf week about the the club champions, the legends, you know, the local legends the local edition. Legends, yeah, it was golf week, I think. Might have to try to sneak Rob in there, maybe. Could be. 
Yeah, John Brown was in there. He was. Yes, yeah, I remember reading yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Uh, yeah, that was quite a while ago now. Well, I want to shift now to Chad. He's here. He's sitting with us down on the green awning. Um, a lot has been going on in the world. We all know about that. But the Iowa Golf Association has started hosting their events, hosting their championships. What uh, What have you guys done so far this year um, leading up to where we're at now? So we, starting off the year, we basically postponed all of our May events, uh, aside from our senior match play, which was at the very end of May. So our senior match play was our first event we held, which was at Vinker over names, May 28th through the 30th. And so our mid-am, our, uh, we had a women's mid-am series event, and then our four ball, we postponed all of those out of May into later in the schedule. So we're thankfully able to postpone them all. We didn't have to cancel any, which is good. Um, so we got started in late May. Uh, and at that first event, we were doing, you know, we, we give disinfecting wipes and hand sanitizer to all the players when they show up. We, we encourage them not to touch the flag stick, although we don't penalize them if they do. So it's really up to them to decide how they want to handle the flag sticks. Uh, our Rules and Competitions Committee determined that um, they did not want to have any foam noodles or PVC or anything in the in the hole. With the caveat being that if our host of whatever particular event we were there, if they felt strongly that they wanted to keep that stuff in, then we were going to be okay with that. Um, the The reason being that the act of holding out, especially in stroke play, is so fundamental to the game of golf. We didn't want to mess with that if we didn't feel like we had to. And so, uh, and then the bunker rakes, we, the way we're handling it, thankfully for us, we're able to have multiple rules officials on site at just about all of our events. So we have the grounds staff, like David's crew, work them up in the morning, and then we go out there and give bunker rakes to all of our rules officials. And then we just try to keep them tidied up throughout versus having the players handle them all. So we you know, every our rules officials get assigned their bunker rake and they just keep it all day long. So and then, you know, doing the one person per cart and stuff, um, still doing that. So it's it's been an interesting year, um, you know, with carts and getting more brought in for whatever, trying to massage your pairings because based on who is going to ride and who said they're going to walk and things like that. So it's been good. I like what you said there about holding a putt. Say what you said again. Pulling a putt is the the act of holding out and stroke play is so fundamental to the game of golf that we didn't want to mess with that. I love that because we had a lot of discussions about our tournaments about mm-hmm. what what the right thing to do was and uh, pin in pin out right noodles PVCs the, rule, the rules let you now keep the flags again if you want exactly right? so we didn't have to change anything there but how it can influence how you go about playing a shot if you're required to have the flag stick come in. I, I, I know we played our first section event was at uh, Lake Panorama and mm-hmm. the wind was howling that day. Um, and it, it made it difficult because our, our guideline at the time was, was uh, keep the flag stick in. Yep. It was mandatory. Couldn't touch it. Probably. Couldn't touch it. But I remember, you know, lagging a putt up to about 18 inches and you go to tap in and the flag is like hitting you in the face, just, you know, and, and it's leaning this way. And you're like, man, I don't know if I can get the ball, if there's room to get the ball in the yeah. hole. 
but uh, you know, obviously, different organizations are trying to figure out right. ways to get people to play golf. And I think the most important thing was getting back to hosting the events, getting people that you know want to play at their comfort level back out playing. Um, and I, yeah, and we, you know, I'll give you a little insight. So we have a rules of competitions committee, and we had multiple Zoom meetings kind of leading up to our first event where we were deciding a like. Do we postpone? What do we postpone? How far into the calendar do we postpone? And then B, okay, it looks like we're going to start at the end of May. How are we going to handle some of this stuff? You know, do we want to have the foam noodles in? Do we want to do PVC? Do we want that little extension thing that a lot of people are are adding to the flag stick that they can use their putter to lift the ball out with? And and uh, and it kind of the discussion. It was not a short discussion and. We kind of kept coming back to, okay, if the exact situation you had, the wind's blowing and a flag stick's leaning really bad, and you've only got, and we're telling them they can't touch the flag stick and they got a two footer, and we're telling them they have to hold it out. Is that fair? And we kind of said, okay, well, in that instance, we would let the guy straighten out the flag stick. Mm. Okay, at that point, if we're going to let him touch the flag stick there, why not just let him take it out yeah. if that's their personal opinion? And you know, if the three of us are playing in a group and Jay, you want to handle the flag stick and David and I don't feel comfortable doing that, we can let you handle the flag stick all day long and we never really have to touch it. So it can kind of be left up to the individual's preference of how they want to handle that. And that's, so that's kind of where it's kind of how that conversation evolved. Mm -hmm. And we ended up saying, okay, well, if we're going to let them touch the flag stick, why do we have any, why, you know, why do we care if there's anything in the hole at that point either? Yeah. So so that's how it ended up being we're going to recommend you don't or you leave it in or just touch it to straighten out but we're not going to penalize you if you do touch it mm. partially because of the wind and partially because the, the act sometimes of just going up and touching the flag stick is so kind of automatic yeah you don't want to just boom penalize a guy you can forget well in in the other part i i said this in our committee meeting i didn't want to ever get into a situation where player a is accusing player b of touching a flag stick when player B has no memory of really doing it. Mm -hmm. And they tell you that at scoring and we get into it. He said, he said, or she yeah. said, she yeah. said, just avoiding all of that seemed like a really good plan. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he did what you guys obviously made some tough decisions, made the right decisions to get the events going. Um, you've, you've had, uh, you said the senior match play was the first event. Yep. I'm sure Elmwood had some, representation over there yeah um yeah probably pat ryan, pat ryan probably. played rob christensen had to withdraw because he had some i think he has some knee yep. injuries yep. so he hasn't he actually hasn't been able to play an iga event although yeah. he was out the other day so i bet i bet we're going to start seeing him again here and who so, who won that the first event the senior match the play? uh senior match play at vinker was joe palmer that's what i thought yep. joe palmer won. yep he defeated um who did you i'm Rob Dickerman, I think, in the okay, or no, uh, or Rick Gorbel, who I'm thinking of, he won the super senior. So Rick Gorbel won super senior. Joe Palmer won the regular championship. Yeah. So. And uh, you had the the state match play this past week. Yes. Correct. Over yep. at uh, Talent Towns of Tuscany. Tuscany. We also had uh, who, uh, Troy Troy Underhill. Troy Underhill. Pat Ryan. Yeah, Pat Ryan. Um, trying to think of anybody else that was over there. I don't think. I think that was it. Yeah, uh, raving about the golf course. Mm. Thought it was fantastic. A lot of fun. 
It's a lot of fun. It's pristine. They don't they don't get a whole lot of play, as you guys <laughs> yeah. both know. So <laughs> emphasizing to the players to fix ball marks and replace divots was a yeah was certainly okay. a thing we wanted to do. I think we were the we were the first event they had hosted all year because everything everything they had typically would host would be like these giant 150 player shotguns. Yeah. And yeah. because of fundraisers. Yep. Yep. So they had to cancel or postpone a lot of those. Yeah. The fact that we do tea times off at of number one, you know, they were comfortable still in hosting in that scenario. So we did had to you, make did you some put the 19th changes. hole to action for match play. We did, if they had to go extra holes, they went to the 19th. Nice. Yep. Yep. And we had that a few times. Did you really? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was uh, it was fun, man. It was I was surprised how many I kind of thought it might get decided more often on the nineteenth, but they tied the nineteenth yeah. a lot, and then we <laughs> then we just went back to one. But well, but I'll give fun. a I'm going to give a shout out to my former college teammate Dusty Stewart, yeah, who uh, was qualified as the number one seed, shot a sixty seven, played good, played fantastic, and was lucky enough to draw. <laughs> Iowa Golf Hall of Famer John Brown as the 64 seed yeah. in the first round. I, I sent Dusty a text. I said, hey, way to go. Great playing. I was like, you drew a, you had a tough draw there. Uh, but, you know, Dusty, I love Dusty. We, we played a lot of golf together growing up as kids. Then went to Indian Hills together. He ended up going to uh, Southern Illinois to play yeah. golf after Indian Hills. So he's always been a good player. Uh, I think he. I think he does a good job of, of playing around the state too. He and, plays and a the, lot. Yeah, the IGA we know events. Dusty well. He's a he's a really good player. And and yeah, you it it stinks when you get a draw like that. But when we had a, we kind of knew you know this was one of the biggest match play fields we ever had. We had 120 or 119 guys I think try to make the top 64. So you have that many make try to make top 64. The 64 seed is going to be a lot better yep. than a typical year, right? Yep. Um, so drawn, but drawn John Brown, who there's there's two people in the history of match, of our match play who's won it more than once, and John Brown's won it three times, and then John Olson, who won for the second time last year, was the only other person who's won it hmm. more than once. And John John's made a few semifinals. I think he got beat in the finals once or twice. So he's I don't know what his overall record would be in our match play, but it's pretty good. So to draw him in the first round, I want to say, and I have to go back and look. Last year's round one of the classic, the leader after the opening round, Dusty Stewart, and overall winner after two rounds, John Brown. So um, one of these days, Dusty's going to have to overcome that. Um, And it could (laughs) potentially happen at this year's classic. We are hosting it, um, our annual point event for the the season. It's... uh, September, September, right? September 19th, Our mid-am 19th, is the, something. the calendar in front of me. We postponed our mid-am to like the third and fourth or fourth and fifth, whatever that, I think it's a Thursday, Friday. Okay. And first week of September. So then are you guys, are you going the Saturday, Sunday right after that or the weekend after that? I'm going to just weekend? tell you right now, I think we're the uh, 19th and 20th. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's the same weekend as our wife-husband event. Okay. So it's... They're, yeah, they're the same weekend, but it's not really the same players. Yeah, yeah. So. No, it'll be good. I think sneaking in there, the last point event now. Might have a lot. Typically, when we when we wanted to to create that event, we wanted to be the first. Yep. First event. We wanted to do that Stapleford scoring just because it's a great way to 
kick off kind of kick off the year not too much pressure on your score but you can still go out there and play and the guys love it it's, it's a fantastic event um i'm excited for them all to come this year especially with the way the golf course is shaping yeah. up uh and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that once we once we get there but yeah the classic uh september 19th and 20th this year gonna be a lot of fun um i think uh the Stableford scoring has been a big hit. Yeah. And we hear from players that they really enjoy it. I played in it one year. Um, I really liked that if I got to double bogey, I could just pick up yeah. and go to the next <laughs> one. Because <laughs> I made one or two of those, I think, uh, that it, year that I played. Was that the – did you play on a foot injury? Yes. That, yeah, that's what I, I thought. Yeah. Basically Battled I, through. I, I played that first day, and then I had to withdraw because my pinky – I had stubbed my pinky toe so bad. Went wee 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 all broken. the way home. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't fun. Uh, so here we are yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Elmwood's hosting the 96th, 96th Iowa Women's Amateur Championship. We last hosted 2004. That sounds right. Did uh, Jenny Arsenal yes, win? Yes. Yep. Shot nine minus nine. She won three in a row. She did. I was oh, looking at the trophy. Here, can't remember what the other side was off the top of my head. She was a great player. Played a lot around here. I, I want to say she, as a junior, worked with Jerry. Okay. Uh, here, took some lessons. Um, so I'm coming back here. I'm sure it was was kind of neat. And then being able to win it here, um, is she Grinnell? Is that where? Yes. Uh, that's she, what I her dad was the basketball coach at Grinnell College. Run and gun. The yeah, famous, run and, yeah. the run famous and gun. style of play. Okay. Dave, Dave Arsenal. Love that. That's her dad. Is he still coaching? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. But she is back in the Grinnell area. She's married now. Um, I think her last name might be Jackson or something. Does she now, still play? Right. I don't know. She had to, she had some back problems. Okay. So she, she went to Virginia, played college golf there. There was a year that she made the quarterfinals of the U.S. Women's Amateur. Yeah. And that was when she was at Virginia. So she, I mean, that was, that's going really far and literally the biggest amateur event for women. Yeah, um, absolutely. She's just, just a really, really strong player. And then, unfortunately, she had those back issues. And so I think it kind of stopped her from playing at least as much as she used to. Where, I mean, right now I can tell you um, I was excited to have the ladies come. Um, now that I've, now that they're here and I've watched them swing, there's a boatload of talent, um, a lot of great players, a lot of, a lot of gals that are out here having a great time, enjoying, enjoying golf. Um, the state of where we're at with the women's golf and in in, where we're at in Iowa Um Iowa Women's Golf Association, Iowa Golf Association, all sit under the same. Yep, we roof. merged. Yep. Officially merged in 2014. How positive has that been for the women's events, the women's programs moving moving forward? I mean, has that been a, a positive change? Yeah, we think so. I mean, we're always we're always trying to get more participation, really, for the men and the women. Um, but the one thing it added by bringing everything together from a championship standpoint is site selection. You know, we're able to coordinate that between the men and the women much better when we're kind of 
helping or basically doing the site selection for both um rules officials and things like that at events you know as i mean we have I don't know how many we got six or eight rules officials out here on any given of the three days we're going to be here. Um, whereas they would kind of the old IWGA model because it was all volunteer based. They didn't have a staff um, would have been the host pro was kind of responsible for a lot of that because the ladies didn't have the, you know, they didn't have that knowledge. They weren't going to go out and do rules officially because they didn't, you know, they weren't trained to do it, which, which made sense. But the host pro is also trying to do everything in the, you know, clubhouse and all that. So I think from an administration standpoint, I think it helped too. Um, but yeah, I think it's seen as a positive. And then we've tried to add a few things like that women's mid-am series that we added last year or two years ago now, uh, trying to just add some playing opportunities for the ladies. Um, I, I like that, the the mid-am series and, and, you know, there's, there's some good playing mid-am players that are out here right now mm -hmm. competing some great college players i mean watching some of these gals hit the ball is is pretty impressive um so having that opportunity for the mid-ams to go out and you know feel like they can compete play against each yeah. other um without the added pressure of trying to take on uh i wouldn't say a professional but someone that is training and practicing right. and not working playing golf every day yeah yeah that's that's their job right now yep. um but I, I will tell you this, I, I got a, the, you approached us, we communicated about potentially hosting this event. Um, board decided, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's get on board. Um, and then I had some ladies that approached me kind of about, you know, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? And we had some really great plans. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. COVID right. uh, hit and, and we're doing the best that we can, but the championship that you guys are putting on is first class from the the registration to the t signs the t markers how the i mean it really has a championship feel to me um and uh, i think it it has been a pretty neat thing i know that we're seeing a few more members come out every day to mm -hmm. kind of to check it out and you know i, I think having amber henson you know compete and play yeah. play well has hopefully tomorrow we can see a few more out um supporting her because she's she's doing her best and i think she's playing fantastic she had a 79 yesterday and i believe an 81 today wow. so two uh that's really good two two solid rounds the golf course is difficult out there right now it's it's hot like david said earlier um there really isn't much wind but there's a there's a bit of a breeze enough that they kind of have to think about it but uh it's firm you know they're getting and like you said it's we haven't had rain so right. <laughs> the only water is is the artificial water that you're able to put on it so you have to manage that as we all well know but right. uh, i think they're learning as they play this week to kind of play those bounces a little better and, and get more used to it too yeah and you can i think you can see it in the play out there of who came out and did their homework. Yeah. You know, the Sunday before. I'm going to give you a live update right now of where we're sitting. Uh, it looks like our leader was made a triple bogey on 11. Ooh. 
to move to plus four. Things have definitely uh, close. tightened up here. Uh, we have uh, Amelia. Uh, I'm, I don't want to butcher her last name. So Mehmet Grown. Mehmet Grown. She's our women's player of the year last year, actually. Yeah, I saw she finished runner-up last year in the women's am. Yes. Um, but was yes. player of the year, so she's kind of hoping to come back here this year and, and get it done. But, man, I tell you what, uh, 11, I was shocked. 11? 11 was the most difficult hole really, on the golf course yesterday. Um, and we actually were talking about this, and I think we can get, get into it more specifically. How that green sits, you know, we're, it's, it's playing pretty long. It's, it, I should say pretty long. It's 325, 323 is, I think, what, what the yardage. But, I mean, mm -hmm. uphill the entire way. Uphill, yeah. Um, so, ball's coming in flatter. You got right? that. The road's out of bounds on the right, yep. although that's pretty far over there. You yeah. Think that but I think the ball's coming in flatter, and you have such a tight gap to yeah. really try to thread the ball through there that it just becomes a difficult shot um, with those two bunkers right there. If you land it on the green, if you're going from 130 to 150 and landing it on the green, mm -hmm. more than likely it's going to end up down in that chipping area long, and that's yeah. that's just a place you don't want to be. Uh, but you uh, don't come into so. So right now we've got our uh, leader, Amelia, sitting at uh, plus four, two shots up over plus six, Joy Chow from a, both Iowa State players. But uh, I tell you what, the, the golf course um, is shown, her, shown, shown its teeth. Yeah. And but, like you said, we don't have the wind. I know. Right. So, yeah. Um, but no, it's, I think it's completely different. Well, we've talked about this before, but, you know, I tend to like to keep it a little bit drier, um, a little bit firmer, some out of preference, but some out of necessity. Right. With the infrastructure that we have. Um, but with the yardage, you know, I think it's interesting when people come in and they're like 5,500 yards or, 5,800 yards and they laugh it off and uh, and they come out and they're like, whoa, yeah. Okay. Um, so no, I think it's, I think it's, it's playing pretty close to how kind of envision it yeah. playing. But like I said, most people aren't coming from facilities that might play like this. So I think there was a big learning curve yesterday, but like so you, could, you could tell the ones that did come out on Sunday, mm -hmm. And do their homework and look at the greens and look at the collection areas and runoffs and you know you know saw they didn't have to hit a driver necessarily on every single hole and put themselves in position and um yeah it's been fun watching them navigate around here let's continue this conversation about the golf course about how it's playing right now after we take a brief two-minute break and then we will come back here as we sit down with Chad Pitts, Executive Director of the Iowa Golf Association. Um, thank you for listening to the Green Awning, and we will be right back here shortly.